Hey guys, it's Jeremy from the Frameline Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about anxiety. What is it? How do we get it? And how do we deal with it? Stay tuned. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Hey there, thanks for tuning into the Frameline Podcast. So, I'm Jeremy, and we're going to be talking today about anxiety. And before we jump into the topic, if you don't mind hitting the like, subscribe button, notifications on, all that jazz that helps you hear this stuff come out when it gets dropped. It'll be fun for you, and also for your friends, and they'll think you're the coolest person for sharing knowledge. Thanks. So, anxiety. What is it? Anxiety is a mental and physical reaction to a perceived threat. What that means is it is our mind and our body's way trying to communicate to us, oh crap, something's about to happen, real or unreal. But in our mind, in our body, in that moment, it seems very real and very, very potentially bad. So what happens with anxiety is we can help us protect us from danger, and it can be something that brings attention to problems. So it's good in little bits. But it's also bad when it becomes so severe or recurs too frequently, and then it can become debilitating. So some symptoms of anxiety. I'm going to run through these real fast. Uncontrollable worry. Um, excessive nervousness. You just feel antsy, on edge all the time. Sleep problems. You can't sleep. You do the whole, oh, I'm going to go to sleep, count sheep, and then you start counting problems. And, you know, the song 99 Problems. Anyway, uh, muscle tension, poor concentration, increased heart rate, upset stomach. That's a good one. Uh, avoidance of fear. Like you're so anxious that you avoid any potential fear causing situations or things. Some types of anxiety, oftentimes what people refer to when they say anxiety in the mental health world is generalized anxiety. It's general anxiety. So with that, we're talking about excessive worries about areas such as life, the job responsibility, health, finances, family, minor concerns, completing housework. Uh, phobias, that's where we get more intense. That's where we get that actual specific situation or object fear. So that's something that can be uh, out of proportion to the actual threat. Now let's get down to business. So how do we challenge that anxiety? How do we give it the one-two punch and tell it to sit down, shut up, and leave us alone? We use our coping skills. So some of these skills we talk about is breathing. So when you do deep breathing, I want you to sit comfortably, roll your shoulders back, wiggle your buttocks, kind of get in line with your body, plant your feet on the floor, and take deep breath. So you're going to inhale through your nose, count one, two, three, four, hold. Exhale through your mouth like you're blowing through a straw. So we do it, we breathe in for four, we pause for one or two, and then we exhale for eight. This is a really cool form that you can get into because it helps lower your heart rate, which could help also bring sense of calm to your body. We could also help bring your blood pressure back down to halfway normal, which could also help decrease your sense of anxiety through a physical approach. Anyone can do this at any time. If you're in a panic attack, have somebody be prepared to help walk you through it, just visualizing it, not asking if you're okay a thousand times because those of us who deal with anxiety, we can say amen to that. Asking if I'm okay or telling me it's going to be all right probably isn't going to be the best. Being there with me and walking through it 
and holding my hand or just sitting calmly and exemplifying that behavior that I need to be existing in, totally cool, super helpful. So just do a visualization, show them to breathe, not ask them you're okay or it's gonna be okay. Cause in the moment that can be dismissive and someone who's experienced an anxiety ridden panic attack could absolutely make them feel more guilt and responsibility shift to their being wrong and they can't fix it. So we multiplied the problem for them. We didn't mean to, but it happens. So another form we can do is progressive muscle relaxation. So when we start to get less in that panic attack mode, we can go through a good progressive muscle relaxation. I will spare you the time of me walking you through doing the visuals and the voice and over and everything like that. I'll make a later podcast for that. And also you can find some links to, to it that are great doing a simple Google search. Um, you know, we, Got through that, it could be super helpful. Um, the other thing that I really appreciate diving in is challenging irrational thoughts. Tell that a-hole anxiety to sit down, shut up, and it's your turn to be in charge. Anxiety guides us. Anxiety literally takes the reins out of our hands and turns the wagon off a cliff because that seems like the logical only way to go. Anxiety is something that is an irrational structured thought process that makes us feel completely out of joint, out of structure, and makes us feel that there's no capacity for something different. And it could really put us into a sense of self-loathing and self-judgment as well. So thought trial, we're gonna put your thoughts on trial and we're gonna go old school. I'm talking like, Greek philosopher, old school, Socratic questioning. So Socratic questioning is we're going to question those thoughts that contribute to your anxiety. You can ask yourself this, is my thought based off a fact or feeling? Um, we could also ask, you know, how would my best friend see the situation? Oh, what would my friend say? Or, hey, what would I say to my friend if they were experiencing this? Ooh, there's a good one. We threw the empath card at you. How likely is it that this fear will come true? Um, what is most likely to happen? If my fear comes true, will it still matter in a week, a month, a year? Huh, some of that old school psychology right there for you. It could be super effective and it could also help bring a sense of rational thinking back into an irrational time. Also another one too is a powerful tool is imagery. So. Think about thoughts you have, the power to change how you feel. If you think something is sad, you're likely going to start feeling sad. Um, you know, think old yeller, you start to get sad about it if you're a dog lover. The opposite's also true. So when you think of something positive and calming, you feel more relaxed, more happy. Um, imagery techniques harness this power to reduce anxiety. So here's another cool like mind freak challenge you can do that helps you reconnect with the control that you really have inside of you. It's pretty uplifting when you get used to it. So think of a place that you find comforting. I'm a mountain person. So it could be beach, bedroom, mountaintop, loud concert, whatever you find your place. And for five to 10 minutes, use all of your senses to imagine this in great detail. The setting, the details make a difference. So you just think about it as like a fleeting moment. You actually really imagine you being in that place. What do you see around you? What do you notice in the distance? Look all around and take in all the surroundings. Look for little details that we'd usually miss. The color of the grass on the mountaintop, the direction of the wind and the breeze. 
What sounds can you hear? Are they soft? Are they loud? Are they distant? Listen to everything around you and keep listening as you notice any distant sounds way, way away that you can maybe hear faintly because you're paying attention more than you usually do. Are you eating or drinking something enjoyable? What is it? What's the flavor? How does it taste? How does it smell? Savor that in your mind in this imaginative experience. For me, I'm eating like the best beef jerky on top of a mountain after a hellacious hike to the top. Um, what can you feel? What's the temperature like? How does the air feel in your skin? How do your clothes feel in your body? Soak in all of these sensations so you can really imagine being there. What scents are present? Are they strong? Are they faint? Do you smell wild berries? Do you smell pine? Do you smell ocean mist? Do you smell carnival smells, which could be attractive to some? Um, you know, you want to have the appreciation of the sense and the situation that you are using to help you get through the moment. Again, this is one of many techniques. It's not the only technique. And the other thing that's great about when you finally start to face your anxiety and tell that a-hole to sit down, you get to try opportunities and you get to fail. Hear this very, very carefully. It is okay to try something and not succeed. We're so stuck on everything going perfect the first try, the first go, that we feel like a complete failure and a waste. But yet, here we are watching documentaries about Michael Jordan and all these other amazing super athletes that have to practice super hard to go out and play a game for an hour or 20 minutes, etc. at the level of peak performance. But yet, we completely give up on ourselves when we tried something for five minutes and it didn't go exactly as the way we intended it to. Yes, I just mic dropped in my own TED talk. So types of anxiety, generalized anxiety, general anxiety, that's usually what people are talking about in daily talks. So excessive amount of worry, uh, feeling of anxiousness in areas like life, job, performance, responsibility, health, finances, relationships, family, other minor concerns like housework, things that really shouldn't be so anxiety ridden, but yet they are. So with anxiety, we also have phobias. So those can be a very intense fear of a specific situation or object, which is out of proportion to the actual level of threat. So for example, fear of giving speeches, uh, fear of spiders, there was a movie about that in the 90s. Um, that could be considered a phobia. Another part of this is panic. So an extreme anxious response sends a person into an experiencing a panic attack. So during a panic attack, people will experience numerous physical symptoms and they will feel overwhelmed with a sense of dread. So with a panic attack, sometimes you'll see people, they clench up, teeth tight, can't really say anything. Some might actually shiver, shake. <laughs> you hear that rapid paced breathing. That's a panic attack, profusely sweating. That could be someone responding to anxiety with such a high level that it sends them into a physical duress. So how does this grow? How does anxiety manifest inside of us? Well, what happens is anxiety is something that tells us to avoid something scary. So a scary thing gets avoided. We have this short term, but immediate relief. Listen carefully. When we use avoidance, we have short term, but immediate relief. So we feel good, at least a little bit better, because anxiety told us that it was a safety mechanism. However, as it builds, 
we get this cycle. So imagine anxiety at the top, then we have our short-term relief because we avoided the scary thing, and then we have that temporary relief feeling, but it feeds back into the anxiety at the top. Well, that sounds okay one time, but imagine every time we complete the cycle, it speeds up because that temporary relief isn't there anymore. You have to give more anxiety to sensate the relief. So as we do it, we build, 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 and we keep spinning, 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 spinning until we're out of control. That's what anxiety causes when we allow it to exist in us for too long, too much, and too much focus of our own attention. When we come to therapy, people oftentimes come and talk about anxiety. Usually it's around one out of 14 adults is going to be diagnosed with some level of anxiety, depression in their lifetime. So some common treatments for anxiety. That would be cognitive behavioral therapy, like we talked about, exposure therapy, as well as relaxation skills, also known as like mindfulness practices and medication. So CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, that's some OG stuff. So with CBT, we are going to get down and dirty and we're going to talk about your unhelpful thinking. We're going to talk about your behaviors and we're going to figure out a way through it. We're going to build cognitive skills that help you do healthy coping. So it's very effective, very strong for us to use in the pursuit of getting better when it comes to dealing with anxiety. That's why CBT is one of the highest recommended methodologies for dealing with anxiety and the symptoms of it, such as panic attack, etc. There's also exposure therapy. So sometimes exposure therapy gets used when people are having a more severe response and there needs to be a way to decrease the reaction to stimuli. So think of this, the therapist and you will sit down, create a plan to gradually face your anxiety and produce situations that break the cycle of avoidance. So with the exposure therapy, you get enough of it, the anxiety loses its power and the symptoms also diminish. So then you are empowered and able to handle things more effectively. That's the goal. Is the exposure therapy for everybody? Absolutely not, okay? So the next one, relaxation, like mindfulness techniques, deep breathing, meditation, slowing the hell down, paying attention to your body and your breath and your heart rate, awesome things you can get through these techniques. So something I know I usually work on with clients initially when I have them come in and we talk about anxiety, depression symptoms, is we talk about reconnecting with our body. So me, the hippie, crunchy therapist, I'm going to tell you this, your body, it keeps the score. Your body is a conduit of your emotions. It expresses your anger, it expresses your anxiety, it expresses your joy, your lust, your intent, your confusion, your fearfulness with the way you react physically. So think about if you're getting angry, you might make fists like the Incredible Hulk and clench your jaw. You may feel a sense of anxiety and tension and your shoulders rise up into your neck even though you're not carrying a heavy load. You also may notice with anxiety and anger as well, you start having very short, rapid breath and you're not getting a full lung capacity filling breath. That is anxiety. And when anxiety occurs, it sends our body into a rush. It sends it into this sense of fight or flight, fearfulness. Oh my gosh, how do I get through this moment? I can't make it, I can't survive. Well, Pay attention to what your body's been telling you because it's been telling you something before you went off the deep end. It's been telling you the day before when you woke up and you didn't sleep all night. It was telling you that day when you felt groggy and tired and then all of a sudden your heart rate went through the roof because you saw someone that you didn't want to talk to at work. 
it's been telling you since you got on the elevator and you had a fear of, of crowds and it got too crowded in the elevator and you started to hyperventilate. It's been telling you since you've been gnawing on your pencils at work because you're trying to figure out a problem that you don't want to help because taking help would make you look weak, apparently. That's anxiety. So with anxiety, it could really trick us up and fake us out and make us confused with our own thoughts. Yet, if we can address it and see it and identify it earlier, it's not going to be this going from anxious all the time to completely Zen master, everything's leveled out. It's going to go from anxious all the time to, hey, I'm teared down a little bit. I noticed my stomach started getting distraught and distended and tense, and I was uneasy, and I felt like I had a stomach ache, even though I haven't had anything to eat. And so now I'm more physically aware. I did some breathing, and it came back down. It came back down, gradually staircasing us down to a level of contentment and clarity so we can get through the moment to get through the day. There's also medication. So medication... It's not going to fix you. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you and break the news. Medication will help. Medication will manage. But alone, medication is not going to fix all your problems. Medication can be super helpful for some experiencing symptoms of anxiety, but it is not going to be the long-term effectiveness to keep you in a better place in a better way. A, hopefully you don't have to come to therapists as often because that would be cool and you'd feel more success. And B, we'd have less dependence on a medication management strategy. Not a problem to do medications at all. I'm not against medicine or anything like that. I take medicine myself. It's absolutely okay. However, we want to do is work on a strategy that's effective and helps you find a sense of control and ability when possible. Thank you guys so much for joining me and talking about anxiety. Thank you so much for your consideration and understanding. If you have questions, please put them in the comments. I will absolutely follow up, read them, review them, put some videos back up if there's something that you want to see. Um, any requests, please let me know about that as well. Anxiety is not the way we have to live. Anxiety is something that we live with. It may go at times, it may come back, and it may surprise us, and it may overtake us, but it doesn't have to rule us completely forever. Anxiety is something that you can absolutely find great success and still experience. Don't sell yourself that BS story that you don't deserve happiness, you don't deserve intention, you don't deserve to be better, feel better, and do better because your anxiety tells you that. Anxiety is that a-hole you invited to a party and they stay too long. Let it go. Send them home. You guys have a great one. Thanks. So we may not do them, but anxiety is also this thing I'm rambling. What am I rambling about?